Good morning. Come on into my world, Stephanie's world. I'm your host, Stephanie Cosby. Good morning. It is 10.16 a.m. on a Thursday morning. I hope all is well with you. Lots and lots and lots going on. Continued prayers to New Orleans and surrounding areas. Also, prayers out to, I guess, north of Philly, all the way up to New York that saw the tornadoes flooding and damage from the remnants of Hurricane Ida. And hopefully she has gone on out to the Atlantic. The title of today's podcast is FEMA. And I picked this time to talk about this particular um, agency because I think it needs to be talked about. I think people need to know what they are about. And I felt like now was the time to tell my experience dealing with them following Hurricane Michael. I've talked about it in the past, but I feel like that it needs to be talked about again. If you don't know what FEMA stands for, it is Federal Emergency Management Agency. And I hope that you don't have to deal with them ever. But most of the time you're familiar with because you see them following a disaster or if you're watching the news like I am right now, you hear FEMA, FEMA, FEMA. I heard a lot about them following Hurricane Katrina 16 years ago. What I heard was not good. One thing I kept hearing about was that they provided FEMA trailers for those who needed them. A documentary exposed that the building materials used had traces of formaldehyde in them and it caused the people to become sick, if not die. That stuck with me. In October 2018, I had to deal with them following Hurricane Michael. We were encouraged to sign up, kind of like now, they're telling you. Disaster Relief Recovery, Disaster Relief Recovery. You are going to need that number, so I will tell you, sign up. If you are going to need help or apply for help with FEMA, that's what you're going to need to do. Most of the time you can sign up online or by phone. That's what we did. It was fairly easy. And I even heard from one of the news organizations that they are going to have FEMA reps on the ground going into neighborhoods, I guess, to assist people who may are having difficulties getting on, not having phone service and that sort of thing. So I would encourage whoever needs help to do so right now. But I'm going to give you a glimpse of what happened to me and what is probably to follow. Within a week, a female rep came to my rep uh, residence. They are going to come out and do a walkthrough. They're going to set up a time with you. And that's what they do. She was very, very concerned about what was going on in my house because it looked like it was having uh, work done, which it was. I had suffered a fire six months prior, but that had nothing to do with the hurricane. And I don't see why she was so drawn in on that. But I'm going to tell you something about them. They always want to catch you in something. Because, see, in order to get help from them, you had to be living at your residence at the time. Well, the way I looked at it was my driver's license had this address on it. I was receiving mail here. Therefore, I was living here at the time. The day of, I was with my parents because... 
a Cat 3 hurricane was headed here. I am in a low-lying area that is subject to flood, and we just all needed to be together that time. So I was at my parents' home, which they lost their home. I told her the situation, which is complicated, regarding this house. In short, I don't own the house. I live here, but I'm not the homeowner. I thought she understood. She was the survivor of Hurricane Katrina. Therefore, I thought she got it. She tried to steer me to get an SBA loan, which would allow me to do the upgrades that this older house needed. I said no. I understand loan. See, SBA is small business administration loan, but during the time of a natural disaster, they will waive it for other people to be able to get those. No, you're not going to push a loan. A loan is a bill. A loan needs to be paid back. And if you default on the loan, they could come for this house. Again, I'm not the owner of the house. A tree was resting on me and my neighbor's house. Even if she didn't want to get up there, it should have been assumed that it was roofing damage. The damage wasn't factored in to my situation. She suggested that they deed the house over to me. That may work for some. That wasn't going to happen with me. In between trying to be a good daughter, take care of myself, and just deal with everything else that was going on this time, the tree was not my focus. And one day I came over here and an angel, an unknown angel, had that tree removed. It was gone completely away, off my roof, out of my yard, and you will see the picture at the end of this blog. And I don't know who it was to this day. My neighbor never said anything. And I just would like to take this time to thank whoever it was. Because that could have cost me a lot of money. That I did not have. As time went on and things got harder, I needed to go back to FEMA for help. Worst mistake I could have ever made. They were set up conveniently and centrally located in town. So it was very easy to get to. And it was at a place where a lot of people go. Once I got past the armed guard, yes, they have armed guards there who ask you about some questions. You can't bring weapons in and some other things. And they pretty much block your way at the door. I walked in and I sat down and met with the worker. The rest of them was looking at me like they had seen a ghost because I worked at the location that we were sharing. So they saw me every day. But hey, I need a help too. We're going to call my worker, Miss V. I explained the situation to her. And she, first thing she did was ask about the money that I received, which I knew that she pulled it up on the computer. And I told her I had to use it on necessities. I sat on that money for as long as I could before spending it because I didn't know what was going to happen about my job, about my pay, about a lot of things. So I was not just frivolous with that money. It was everything from my needs to... Uh, in Walmart when we was in transitioning when I needed to get clothes to put on my back 
to food to gas and my car to everything. So that's what those funds and even hotel stays. Because at one time it was so many people at the location. It was just easier for me to go. I stayed at friends house when I could. I did whatever I had to do. When I said hotel stay, she shushed me. And I immediately got mad. Even though we was in a place where that was allowed, you don't shush me as a grown-ass woman. That's that's what you're not going to do. And she told me that that money was supposed to have been used for first month's last month's insecurity deposit. Pay very close attention to the wording that FEMA used. Even yesterday, they were saying, if your house is uninhabitable, they will give you funds to relocate to a temporary location. And they said, like an apartment. Well, let me tell you something about getting an apartment around here. Right after Hurricane Michael, the landlords doubled and tripled the rent, especially if they had to fix up or do anything. They also did uh, unlawful evictions. They took advantage that the courts wasn't open, so they evicted people within three days. All government housing and subsidized locations were just about destroyed. So I had nowhere to go. There were people living in their cars, tent cities, and anywhere else they could. Under the weight of everything, a tear fell out of my eye. I gathered up my documents and I proceeded to walk to the door. She sat down and wrote what what, what I would need so they could relook at my case. Letters, receipts, all kinds of things that I couldn't provide. I was in transition. It was too much going on and I just was like, I'm not doing this. Notice, FEMA keeps talking about receipts and pictures. I would suggest now looking at hindsight, if you think about it, and I know you got 101 things on your mind, snap a picture of the receipt on your phone that might be good enough for them but at the time of a natural disaster that's what you're worried about is doggone receipts if you notice they also say possible help take them at their word it's not guaranteed that you've lost everything that they're going to help you because i'm telling you they come with bs yesterday they was doing rumor control about they were putting people up in hotels so of course people were calling them and contacting them left and right they didn't want to say and they just kept encouraging you to um apply and they would uh meet with you and see what your individual needs are pay attention to the wording here they did a program and they were putting people in hotel rooms and in the allotted amount of time that they felt was enough which was maybe a couple of months they put almost 200 families out i watched a woman cry on the news as her husband was on a breathing machine or something that where he needed power and they need to be with a fridge to put his insulin in to keep it cold they were getting kicked out of their room i think they got a last minute extension but this is the games that they played i got caught up in that um hotel that was familiar with me and my situation wanted to step in and help i went to the manager directly and asked him did they take fema he told me he did and he told me what i needed to do to start the process well when i called the rep that night he was very condescending um 
he was asking me all kind of questions. He didn't believe that I was living in my car. And my thing is this, you don't know how many nights I had to spend in my car. If I told you that I'm living in my car, that's, I'm living with my car in my car. But he didn't want to believe that. Once again, they always try to catch you in something. And it was some type of classification or block in there where the manager couldn't go in to make sure that he was guaranteed to get paid with me staying there. And they wouldn't remove it. They kept saying it was on him. So in between the passing of the buck, I let it go. And that's when I was done with them. The FEMA trailers were not an option for me. Here, we were not offered mobile homes. We were offered travel trailers, which was even smaller to pack families into. I heard that there were inspections and they made them income based and started making people pay astronomical rent. Now onto the roof. Later, I began having roofing issues. I put a tarp on my house. Be very careful about this blue roof program that they're advocating because it's where you get a free tarp and I think the uh, Army Corps of Engineers will even put the tarp on for you. It was here at the time I wasn't having roofing issues. You, you, you feel me? So just be careful because what's going to happen is they're going to dictate to you in the time that you should have that tarp removed. I can say that because now they're messing with me. I've had a tarp on my house and I've had it for some time. I cannot afford to get the roof fixed. I can't get any assistance with any other programs because what? I don't own the home. My hands are essentially tied. A program through the city will not assist me because this is air property. Not only will they not assist me, they won't even wave or do anything being that I live here and I pay property taxes. They won't even look the other way on that. There's a loophole that FEMA uses that they pulled on the people of Alabama whose home were destroyed by hurricane, I mean a tornado, and that is they will not help you if the home is air property. But I found out in a news story, they made a provision provision for the people of Puerto Rico when they went uh, through Hurricane Maria. A program through the city fixed my neighbor's house, metal roof, central air, AC, did it up. Used him in a news story. They used the roof of my house in that unauthorized news story that I didn't consent to. They used him as the poster boy and they made me look like the trash tarped neighbor. Still, nobody reached out and helped. And this has been, um, some of you guys may think, a significant amount of time. Again, I don't have the money to replace the roof. I do not own this home. This November, the city is implementing a program where they want all blue tarps gone. Or you're going to have to deal with code enforcement. They claim it brings down property value. And to that, I laugh. So the murders, rapes, and drugs in some of the neighborhoods, that don't affect property value. But my tarp does. Okay. FEMA is another worthless government agency 
that needs to be revamped. I guess there's a need for it, so I'm not going to say get rid of it altogether, but it has to be some changes. I don't care what happens. I will never go back to them again. They've given away millions to individual cities, even here locally. That those cities has mismanaged those funds, put their hands all in the cookie jar, and now most are under investigation for fraud. One has even handed down indictments. The reason they claim they have the loophole in there by air property is to combat fraud. So you want to give to government officials, but you don't want to help us as individuals because you're scared of what fraud. And also the whole thing about the air property is not even policy. It's just something that they do. So it's not even legal. They just do it. So some of us need to work to get that changed. The head of FEMA at the time with us was a Trump appointee and all he could do in the press conference was chastise us for not leaving and not being prepared. Well, guess what followed him upon his exit? Allegations of fraud. As I listen to the reps on TV, I just hope they aren't lying to the people of New Orleans and the surrounding areas. That's the last thing they need right now. And some of them probably went through things with them 16 years ago. They don't need a repeat or deja vu. Maybe they have improved and have changed some things. But I would rather take an enema than deal with them. My thoughts about FEMA is federal emergency. My ass. And that's truly how I feel. On that note, if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Cosby, C-O-S-B-E-E on Twitter, Stephanie Cosby on all of the social media platforms, and Miss Cosby on Insta. If you find yourself stopped by the police, try to make it home safely and alive. Delta variant is running rampant. I believe, I hope I have the right Rogan. Josh Rogan has COVID and he's taking the horse to warmer. All I can say to that, good for him. Lastly, we need to love one another. I'm getting a lot of reactions to a tweet that I um, retweeted, and General Russell Honore liked it, which he posted it first. He uh, posted it first. It was a lady who said that she had not eaten in three days and she needed help, and she was on the news. It's hot as Hades. She decided to stay, her family decided to leave. The roof caved in on her and she ended up, she's been sleeping in the shed and she literally was going door to door and trying to get food for three days. She finally found a food location yesterday at eight. She was pouring in sweat and she was saying how hot it was and it just broke my heart. I don't care what you think, but that should not be. We have got to love one another. Help if you can. On that note, to the next time, peace.